Well, happy St. Patrick's Day. This is a, a day I know even when everyone that's not Irish still enjoys uh, pretending to be Irish as they celebrate St. Patrick's Day uh, in you know, whatever way we do. St. Patrick has always been close for my family uh, because my grandpa, his grandparents came from Ireland and so he you know, loved all things Irish and his name was Patrick. And my dad's name is Patrick and my brother's name is Patrick and now my brother's first son is Patrick. Uh, so St. Patrick is especially close for my family and, you know, as a special patron. And when I was a seminarian, I was uh, delighted to find out that there's actually uh, writings from St. Patrick, his confessions. Uh, one of our seminarians, Brother Tim, had it in his pew and uh, asking about it, he said, oh yeah, I read that every St. Patrick's Day. It's only a short little thing. So I remember thinking, oh, you know, one day if I get my hands on that book, I'll, I'll read that. Uh, and remembering what Brother Tim had described about it, I remember years later telling someone they should read St. Patrick's Confessions. <coughs> and then a little bit later, I, you know, maybe only a couple years ago even, I remember telling my dad, uh, he should read St. Patrick's Confessions. Uh, I found out it was on the IPETA app, uh, so it's already uh, easily accessible if you have that app. And then just last week at dinner, Father Chris mentioned he needed to go prepare his talk on St. Patrick, so I told him, you should read St. Patrick's Confessions. And so he didn't know about it, and he was you know, happy to find out about that. And then last night in prayer, it dawned on me that I have the IPETA app with St. Patrick's Confessions, that I should read St. Patrick's Confessions, finally, after all these years. And so, uh, so I did. And what struck me in his short little writings, uh, you know, he describes his time as a slave when he was kidnapped at 16 uh, and brought to the land of Ireland. And what strikes me was not that he described that as anything traumatic. He doesn't even talk about, you know, really how hard it was being a slave. He kind of talks about that as a time of blessing. What struck me was that he described his time beforehand as more of kind of a tragedy. The tragedy wasn't becoming a slave for, you know, six or eight years or however long it was. It was the fact that he said, well, when he was kidnapped at 16, his childhood, he did not know God. That was the sad thing for him. And it's kind of interesting because he also says his father was a deacon. So his family, you know, his father is a practicing Catholic. How did he not know God? Well, he may have, he doesn't say this, but... I guess my understanding of it would be that his father obviously taught him about the faith, but St. Patrick basically is admitting he refused to accept it. He refused to come to know God and, you know, rather lived according not to the commandments. He knew about God, but he didn't know God. And so that was the great tragedy for St. Patrick, according to his confessions. And so he describes his time as a slave as actually a blessing. 
because that is when he says he came to know God through that time of prayer, you know, being a shepherd. No one else there except the sheep and the voice of God. And so he came to know God through that time of trial, that time of suffering. And he was very thankful for that. Well, if you know the story of St. Patrick, he has a dream telling him to uh, escape. So he does, and his parents are delighted uh, when he comes back. They promise him, they ask him to promise to never leave the country again, uh, to always just remain there. And eventually, though, he has to break that promise because he starts having dreams of the people of Ireland uh, calling out to him to bring them that knowledge of God. And so he goes as a bishop. St. Patrick actually wasn't the first missionary to Ireland, wasn't even the first bishop to arrive in Ireland. There was someone else who came before him, St. Uh, I think Pilatus, uh, the Pope had sent him to convert Ireland, but he failed. He couldn't connect with the people. And so God in his providence used St. Patrick's time of slavery to get acquainted with the Irish custom, the Irish ways, and bring the gospel to Ireland. And he became very successful with the grace of God. The Roman Empire never wanted to touch Ireland. It was the, the only part of the west of the Roman Empire that they stopped uh, because the Roman generals, the weather was too cold and wet to, to invade, and they thought the, the Irish people, the Celtics, were too fierce of warriors, too crazy uh, to overcome. And so the Roman Empire never conquered Ireland. But St. Patrick, you know, by the grace of God, he was able to change their, their ways. He brought them to the faith. And it was interesting, I was reading something that said, Ireland is one of the only countries that didn't convert through the blood of martyrdom. Uh, there wasn't really a time of uh, bloody persecution. There was persecution. St. Patrick describes those, especially the youth who were converting, you know, dealt with kind of the wrath of their parents. Uh, there was definitely persecution and kind of, uh, you know, societal oppression in those early stages of converting to Christianity. But there was no bloody persecution, even though St. Patrick did risk his life going back. So instead of a red martyrdom, though, being the seed of the church in Ireland, uh, it's been described as kind of a, a green martyrdom, uh, one in which there was, through the asceticism of all the monasteries in Ireland, there's no cities in Ireland. It was a lot of monasteries, which, you know, villages soon after kind of, uh, kind of made a hub around. And these monks and nuns, through their fasting and asceticism, it's attributed to them the great conversion of Ireland through all that prayer and fasting and works of mercy. And 
There's a book called How the Irish Saved Western Civilization, basically describing how all these monasteries preserved so much of ancient Greek and Roman wisdom, uh, education, uh, even the writings of Christianity, writings of the Bible. It was the Irish monks who preserved all this when the Roman Empire collapsed and for centuries afterwards dealt with kind of the aftermath of that. And all the, you know, the German uh, migrants or invaders, depending on which history books you read, uh, you know, dealing with the effect of the collapse of the Roman Empire. So the Irish, they saved Western civilization and they also sent centuries and centuries worth of missionaries throughout the ends of the, the earth. They dealt with, they were the only English-speaking country that preserved the Catholic faith, uh, you know, in its entirety, not uh, succumbing to the Protestant Reformation uh, like England did. And they sent missionaries to everywhere. You know, a lot of the growth that we see now in Africa and Asia uh, is attributed a lot to the Irish missionaries. You know, in all these mission lands, you could always find Irish missionaries, especially in the early 1900s. From such a tiny island, they had the greatest, uh, uh, what's the word, the greatest, uh, not dilution, the, the what? Influence, yeah, basic concentration. The highest ratio of concentration of, of uh, priests per population. Uh, so you know, very influential. And yet now, what do we see? You know, that has completely flipped. Ireland gained their freedom in the early 1900s, and how have they used their freedom? They have used their freedom to become the first country ever to vote for same-sex marriage. And then, a few years later, the first country to vote for abortion by popular vote. That is how they use their now new gained legal freedom after centuries and centuries of political oppression from England and preserving the faith, you know, saying mass in secret in cabins, uh, saying mass in secret out in the woods. This is now how things have flipped. So it kind of it goes back to St. Patrick's time as a slave. A lot of times those trials, the time of suffering, that is how we actually come closer to know God and to love him. And we see just the great influence, though, that one man can have when he comes to know God and then wants to share that knowledge and love of God with others. How all throughout the centuries, Ireland has touched Western civilization and the whole world, now in Africa and Asia, everywhere, all because of one man, St. Patrick. We too, we don't even know the kind of effect we will have you know, by the time we die. But we too can have that great evangelizing effect when we come to know and love God and desire to share that with others. Basically, the whole gospel, all the teachings of Christ and the church, all the commandments as we heard in today's gospel, everything is summarized in, you know, love God with all your soul, with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. That's basically the whole summary of the catechism teachings 
the commandments. That's the summary. And St. Patrick's desire to share that transformed not only one country, but led to a transformation of affecting the whole world. May St. Patrick intercede for us that we too may come to know and love God and love our neighbor as ourself, and through that, evangelize the gospel to all those that God puts in our life. And only at the end of time will we see then the great effect that God uses us, us as his instruments in spreading the gospel. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.